Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome to our Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Glad to have you along. We are live on Saturday morning, February the 11th, Sunday afternoon before the big game will be rebroadcast. And then we'll have a podcast for you to listen whenever fits your listening schedule because there's lots to talk about this week. Joining me is Ron Fraser, retired. I can't even say it. (laughs) You're retired. Retired technology manager from London Drugs. Good to see you again. It's been a while. Thank you. Yes, good to be here. And? I'm Brian Pavlich, it's your Tech Talk producer. And you know what I'm going to ask you. (laughs) Uh, Yes, do we have a baby name yet? And uh, no. No, it's been a bu- it's been a busy week. There's been a few times when we were like, "Do you want to talk about the name right now?" And yep. it's like, "No way." I just we're so tired. Like, <laughs> go to why bed. don't let's just go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be with your okay baby for its life. So you therefore want to take your time and get it right. Exactly. Let's... We're we had our two candidates that we keep like being a little divided on, and then, then we've even started saying like, "Okay, maybe we should start looking again because maybe there'll be a third or fourth that we go." You know what? That's it. <laughs> so we're gonna we're going back to the trying point. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, twenty seven uh, bucks. You're gonna have to pay a fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> I figured you would be. So we're just bugging you. Yeah. Everything's okay though. Uh yes. Yeah. Getting just getting into you know baby life, and yep. I'm feeling it in my body. It's a lot of time hunched over like a little being. Mm-hmm. Um. So like having to try to make more space for going like see if I can get out, get some coverage, so I can go out to the yep. gym for a little bit and do some repairs and. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. He's he's a sweet little guy. Bring back memories, Ron. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and it, it doesn't last long, so enjoy it. It really yeah. everyone will tell you the same thing. Yeah. M- mind you, you stay young because you have your international students that ke- that keep you busy. It, it's sort of like a second chance, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a way, or a second time to experience it too. And yeah, uh, it, yeah definitely. One of the, one of the longtime listeners will know that you had Carol, who was it Carol that was here from Brazil, Brazil, yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's gone back, but. She's gone back, uh, but we have a replacement, yep. <laughs> and she's from Japan, and her name is Samugi. Samugi? Mm. Samugi. Yeah, Japanese name. She's from Yokohama. Yeah. I, I put in the show notes, by the way, next to Ron's uh, picture, you'll see the link there, because whenever we talk about this, Brian, people always ask, I don't know if I ask you, Ron, but they always ask me, is that something that I could do? Yeah, mm. you yeah. know, and it, it's not, some people think, oh my God, I've already had kids, I've been through yeah. all that, don't want to do it again. It's a different experience because it's multicultural. Yeah. So you're, mm. we have learned so much about other cultures, food, country, traditions, uh, do's, don'ts. I mean, it would make you a traveling yeah. expert at the very least. But they're also learning because you and Tamara would be great. Well, exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows what it's like. If you read about other cultures and countries in a book and then go there, very much is different yeah. than what you read. Yeah. And having people in your home this way, it, it's just, it's a also joy. Also having younger people, joy. Yeah. because then you get a different age perspective as well. Well, totally, and it keeps us in tune with what's yeah. happening, too. Yeah. It, it's quite amazing, technology so, included. So in the show notes next to Ron's picture and his email address, it says, want to host an international student, as Ron and Tamara love doing, homestay at sanitschools.ca is where you would send an email. But first of all, read the website below that, studyinsanitch.ca slash host interest see if it's if it's a fit because it sounds like a really neat thing for sure and and i mean it's not always perfect sometimes you get ones where it's not a good match but you have the ability to switch if that happens either they can say uh we're not comfortable or you can say this just isn't working so Uh, on either side that's an option i don't get so that's cool (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) well exactly we're taking him back yeah yeah no it's good yep uh, lots of uh, security things in the show notes that we'll go through here as well. A couple deals as well. 
Uh, off the top, a couple things as they tie into the calendar. First of all, this is nice. About a bad comes good. If you have family and or friends in Turkey or Syria, all of Canada's major phone carriers are now letting you make unlimited phone calls and texts to people in those two quake-ravaged countries until at least the end of the month. Mm, that's cool. In a lot of cases, you can't get through because as long as the buildings are down, so is all the infrastructure in a lot of cases. But if you know other people who might know because... Uh, Facebook and Red Cross are sort of keeping track. It's a hellish situation over there. So, And on the more positive side of things, Super Bowl LVII, which significant number of people are still having a problem with understanding. That's 57. Oh, L- sure. L is 50, V is 5, II, so 57. <laughs> In any case, Super Bowl 57 will begin at 3.30 p.m. PT on Sunday at the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Halftime show featuring Rihanna. Here in Canada, it's being broadcast on CTV and TSN. Now, if you're one of those people that cut the cable, you can stream the Super Bowl for a fee via either the TSN app or website or the DAZN app. DAZN is D-A-Z-N. Pronounced DAZN. App or website. TSN, I checked last night, charges 20 bucks for a monthly pass. You would just remember to cancel it if you didn't want to keep watching. DAZN charges 25 No matter how you watch it, you will be seeing the Canadian broadcast with Canadian ads. If you want to see the splashy U.S. Super Bowl ads, which Fox sold out for just shy of $7 million, Ron, U.S., for a 30-second ad. Chicken yeah. feed. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to go to YouTube. I have compiled a YouTube playlist of the best ads, including the long versions where available in many cases, and those start at item number 30 far down in the show notes. There's some really, really creative ones this year. I'm really impressed to see that all the pandemic funk of past years is sort of faded and there's some really uh, some really uplifting ones. In fact, one of the ones we'll play, because some of these don't work on radio, they're very, very visual, but one of the ones... Uh, what year? Oh, I'm going to ask Siri. Hey Siri, what year did the movie Grease come out? Grease film was released on June 16th, 1978. I should just ask you, Ron. You I probably was close. <laughs> I, I had a two-year difference. You probably knew that. So, um, obviously, John, John Travolta in that. And they also um, brought back, um, not from the movie, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And they've done the ad for T-Mobile Home Internet. This is the long version channeling from that movie, Summer Nights. Home Internet, what a pain in the... Hey, neighbor! Try T-Mobile, it sets up so fast. It's like Wi-Fi that runs on 5G. Home internet from T-Mobile? Wait till you see. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. One cord's all that you need. Tell me more, tell me more. Don't you worry about speed. I can't believe it. It's just 50 bucks. Why pay more? Paying more sucks. T-Mobile home internet seems too good to be true. But uh, that's what T-Mobile can do. That was brilliant. Wow, well, it's very. Uh, I didn't recognize the names when you said that, but very scrub vibes. Took yes, me back. exactly. It looks, yeah. it, it's like they had this, one of the same directors or something. Yeah, 
Anyway, yeah. so that's one. You'll find those all. That one is item number 50. But they're all... So I've given you the link to the playlist. There's 35 ads up there. Some of them are as long as three minutes. If you're going to spend $6.7 wow. million dollars US in 30 seconds, you might as well spend a little more on making it and then put it up on YouTube. Some of these ads are getting, are getting millions of dollars worth. So we'll play more of those as we go through. But this has been... I've shown this to a few people. This has been one of those weeks where people who have seen and tried this will remain it for their life like and the first time for people of our age Ron the first time we saw color TV that's all you've ever known Brian so yes okay but you remember Ron the first time I do. so this is one of those moments so what happened this week with two things one went well one did not Microsoft we told you a few weeks ago Brian that they had invested 10 billion dollars billion in OpenAI's chat GPT artificial intelligence engine so this week they said, yes, and we're bringing it to Bing. We're going to try and leapfrog over Google in terms of phenomenal search results. So we're bringing it to Bing. Wow. You can go to bing.ca right now, and you can see some examples of it. And if you like it, you can sign up for the wait list. This is such a quantum leap in processing power that Microsoft does not want people to have a bad experience. So until they increase their server traffic capacity, right. then, yeah, you'll see right there on screen, it says, introducing the new Bing, ask real questions, and you can click learn more, and you join the wait list. They will send you an email. Yeah, look at the examples that they gave you just below that, Ryan. Yeah. Okay, so uh, help plan my special anniversary trip. I'm planning a trip for our anniversary in September. What are some places we can go that are within a three-hour flight from London Heathrow? And you hit try it, and there's some... Yeah, and it'll run down the, it'll run down the right side. And it, it's like having a conversation with a person who knows immense things, but you can check and say, okay, but I want a place that's on the water. Oh, wow. I also want a place that has an Italian restaurant nearby that's open late. Well, so, it's just you. It's yeah, like having a per, an educated person do the searching for you, yeah. And, rather than you just being like placed near the water in blah blah blah. Yeah, and it and it has a dialogue alongside with you, like okay, well, these are the things you're going to want for, and here are the search results to get you there. Yeah. So the first cool. question that people have been asking me: What does Chat GPT stand for? The GPT stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer. In other words, it can take a knowledge base. Mm-hmm. And so that's the pre-trained. It can transform it based on what you want it to do with that knowledge, and it can generate a finished product. So here was the aha moment for me. Uh, And because you can sign up, uh, we put the link into the show notes while we're waiting for the Bing one to become available for everybody. You can use the previous version, ChatGPT, the January 30th version. It's item number 17, chatgptonline.net. Ron, you have to create a free account. No money involved. They just want to see how well it's working, which is why they want to see what you ask. And you can give each answer uh, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So I was over at a lady's place, and she was babysitting her. She had a list of things that she wanted me to help her with, but she was babysitting the grandkids because her daughter was in for a medical procedure, and they had the TV on to keep them busy, and they changed it to BBC World News, and there was footage of the fighting in Ukraine with the dead bodies, and the six-year-old granddaughter said something to the effect, Grandma, why are they being so mean to each other? She looked at me, and I'm thinking, Okay, how do you explain that? And I thought, wait, we have this open. Let's try this. 
So I typed in, explain the Russian invasion of Ukraine to a six-year-old. Stop and think for a sec. What do you think you would get back if you did that? A long time ago, there was a country called Ukraine and another country called Russia. The people in Ukraine decided they wanted to be their own country and not to be ruled by Russia anymore. But Russia didn't like this idea and sent their army to take control of a part of Ukraine called Crimea. This made the people of Ukraine very upset and a lot of fighting started between the Ukrainian army and the Russian army. Many people were hurt and it caused a big problem between the two countries. She looked at me great and description. She, she went, wow. She, she said, now the only problem is if I tell her that, then when her brother comes home... He's 10, so I said, we won't bother reading this, but I just said, okay, explain the Russian invasion of Ukraine to a 10-year-old. Now, I'll just start it off. So, different wording. The Russian invasion of Ukraine refers to a conflict that took place in... But, yeah, so more complex terms, but still only about um, five paragraphs. They talk about concepts like uh, illegal... Um, tension, conflict, yeah. maybe something a six-year-old wouldn't understand, yeah. but a 10-year-old should. And yeah. you can, t- But if you want it in 350 words, it'll also do that as well. If you want your thesis on it, it's all... So I, I just went, wow, and she goes, oh my God, this is such a difference from anything out there. Now, one of the other neat things um, that it will not do is false concepts. So even though you can chat with it, it's sort of like chatting with your neighbor who thinks the world is flat. So, explain why the world is flat, I typed in. And it said, I'm sorry, but the assertion that the world is flat is not supported by scientific evidence. The scientific consensus, based on a wealth of evidence from multiple sources, is that the Earth is an oblate spheroid, meaning it's roughly spherical in shape, but slightly flattened at the poles and bulging at the equator. And the idea that Earth is flat is a conspiracy theory that's been discredited for centuries, blah, blah, blah. But, Ron, the last paragraph of what it came up with. Yeah, it says, I strongly advise against spreading misinformation and basing one's beliefs on conspiracy theories as they can lead to misunderstandings and misinterpretations of the world we live in. Sort of like what you would say if one of your neighbors was convinced that the world is flat. You would not only try to dispel that, but you would say you really shouldn't be putting that on Facebook. Yep. Yep. So I was just absolutely, absolutely blown away. By that, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, we'll go through a couple other things. Where you can use it to write movie scripts, you can use it to write songs, poems, haikus, reports, which has been the big one. <laughs> no matter how complex the assignment the teacher gives the kids, they'll have it done in ten seconds. So there is a tool now, so the teacher can check to see if Susie's brilliant essay was actually written. Well, with AI. I, you think about this in school, it, the essay part. You can't escape. It's going to happen. Yeah. But a closed book test, then you're in trouble. Like, yeah. if you didn't learn this, you're going to be in yeah. trouble. So you but, can get through the everyday work. But, but my wife's testing. a retired teacher now. She taught elementary, but I have other friends that are teachers in high school. And they would deliberately make, even more recently in the past years, they would check on the Internet to make sure that there was no essay answer out there that answered this specific assignment because mm. they'd say write me a 450 word essay about this this but don't mention this right, right and they'd make sure you couldn't find that online well now it doesn't need to be found it's going to be generated so we'll, we'll do that so we're gonna we'll try writing a poem and we'll also because i know you love cooking <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with some bizarre recipes well sure. things that no one would ever cook and that's the neat thing about it. If it's going to taste bad, not weird, but bad, ChatGPT will tell you, no, you really shouldn't do that. 
because and it'll explain to you what the flavor combination why it's going to be so bad if you just want something weird then that's fine it'll do that and we'll try that so we'll do that okay lots of other stuff to talk about as well uh ron has ordered a new phone i want to find out what he's ordered and why and as i say there is also um we'll also talk about what happened when google announced their new ai chat engine didn't go quite as well as they had hoped understatement but the big one when we come back after a break this is going to affect many of you netflix canada has started making you pay to share your account with people who live at a different address. Coming up when we continue on Tech Talk. Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023 with Alan and Ron and Brian. Phone lines are open. Beep. There you go. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 on a home phone. 1070-10 by text anywhere in Canada. If you do text... Please include your first name. If you text a long one, it'll break it into portions on my screen, and so they'll all be tied together. So just include your first name somewhere, uh, beginning or end of that. Emails to techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. And where was the first email here? This is from Russell. Hello, Alan. I try to listen to your live broadcast, but the show notes are great. Thank you, Russell. I'm on Shaw with my iPad using iOS 16.3. Awesome. I see, one, weak security next to my Wi-Fi network, and two, I have a 5G network that has recently disappeared. It does not show up on the networks, and I can't seem to join it. I would rather use the 5G network. Looks like my current setup is not secure, and I have to update my router to WPA3. Is this correct, and how do I do it? Really good questions, and they're the common ones, Rod. So first of all, when it says weak security next to your, next to your Wi-Fi, there are several different ways that the Wi-Fi router can communicate with your devices from no security to super tight security? Yes. And if you're using older hardware, older routers, they don't support the latest security protocol and a lot of devices will not connect anymore. And the biggest problem, though, is that most printers do not support WPA3. No. They're on two. So unless you are in an environment where you're really worried about the people in above you or below you trying to intercept what you're sending to your printer, you're absolutely fine. Don't worry about that weak security message. Okay, you're on WPA2. That means you can print to your printer. If you go to WPA3, Brian, the vast majority of people next week will be calling and saying, can't print anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we're big deal. Security's a really big deal for us, but this one's your okay. Okay. WPA2. Yeah. In a couple years, printer technology will have evolved, and they'll all be using. And, for, and this ties into Russell's second point. He says, I have a 5G network. So mm. your Shaw or TELUS box transmits two frequencies as a general rule, yep. 2.4G, which normally doesn't get a label. It just says Shaw or TELUS, whatever, TELUS 2082. Right. That's 2.4G frequency. 5G is faster, but it doesn't go as far. Yep. And 90-something percent of printers don't know what that is. Yeah, I've never that's, seen one that supports 5. There are a couple now. Yeah. So why is that? I was going to ask you that. It's, it drives me crazy all the time. Like we still have, to, and luckily the new motor routers are so smart. They do smart switching, so they just exactly. host one network and they go down to two point four for the printer. Yeah, I, I have a good idea why they don't. Yeah. Okay. It's really short range. Five G is super fast, but short range. Yeah. And most people that need uh, wireless with their printer, it's on a different floor yeah. or it's too far away, and people would think, "Oh, the printer's defective." Yeah. And then they take it back. Yeah. 
Is it? Uh, but not what, only that, is but the there's range a difference. Is it that that big of a difference? Quite significant. It's yes. huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. Like particularly now that we're on now that we're on Wi-Fi six, the current latest standard for Wi-Fi, it can yeah. be up to double the diff- the distance. Yep. Oh, okay. I did not realize it was that much longer. But there's another reason. If it's going to be Wi-Fi 5G, it requires a second microchip inside the printer. Yeah. And those chips are not something that they make. They have to buy those. They're tiny, the about the size of your baby it. fingernail, yep. but they have mm-hmm. to buy it. Sure. And they're trying to compete with Epson, Canon, HP. They're all competing against each other, so they're trying to keep it down. That's why the screen on most printers is so dinky. When you go yeah. to enter the Wi-Fi password the first time, oh my goodness. <laughs> we all know, right? Good luck. That's because once traditionally, once you put the Wi-Fi password in, it's going to stay there unless you either change the password or get a new router. Yeah. And then you have to go through this process. Hopefully you have a button for <laughs> WPS, for wireless yeah. protected service. So that's why. So, Russell, so... I wouldn't worry about using the 5G if you want to use the printer on your iPhone. I don't know. Uh, your, e- your email address is from Shaw. So, therefore, you should see both networks on the Wi-Fi choice. It should say Shaw, blah, 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 and then Shaw, blah, 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 hyphen 5G. Um, unless you got a new router, in uh, which right. case it's doing what you mentioned, Brian. It's doing the fast switching for you. And some of them will hide the 5G and just connect to whichever's faster. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably what it is. So really good questions, Russell. Thank you. Stay tuned. We'll talk about Netflix and the big change on passwords coming up after a news update. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on on the Super Bowl weekend edition of Tech Talk, we're live with you on Saturday morning, February 11th, Sunday afternoon, the 12th, before the big game at 3.30 p.m. We are rebroadcast, and Brian is making a podcast for you so you can listen to whatever portions you miss, uh, depending (laughs) on your lifestyle. Um, You were talking, just during the break there, tell us we were talking about Siri. Oh, yes. Uh, last night, I guess, I don't know, I must have activated Siri to send a message, and it captured me talking to the baby. I'm like, oh, hey, monkey, yeah, pa- Papa just needs to put his pants. Okay, okay, Papa doesn't need pants. And, <laughs> it sent that And to it you. sent it to my family, so. <laughs> they must have got all I was like, it really captured the moment of baby life. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, the fun of life. Well, come to the Netflix one. This is important if you have a Netflix subscription. Or and or if you either share it or share somebody else's ROM. We'll talk about that in a sec, but I want to do one more of the many. There's about 35 good Super Bowl ads. About five or six of the biggest ones are being held back, Ron, until the actual game itself. And yeah, they've then, done a bunch of teasers. They've yeah, they've done of- teasers on that there. They've released the ones that we did the teaser for last week with Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. Turns out they're doing an ad each. Okay. Which is really, they're both very good ads. They're all linked in the show notes. But one other one that I thought, Dave Grohl, uh, interesting, the teaser had him reading out, reading out words. It's an ad for Crown Royal, and he was reading out words saying, seriously, this? <laughs> and we didn't know what that was about. And it turns out, lo and behold, the theme of the ad is, thank you, Canada. Today, let's thank Canada. Thank you for legends of music and heroes of comedy. Thank you, Canada, for peanut butter, the paint roller, the replay, and the battery. The egg carton, the ironing board, electric wheelchair, and thank you for this. Thank you for hockey, basketball, and thank you for football. What? No way. Yeah. Look it up. Thank you, Canada. 
That's I, awesome. That's going to be running in the Super Bowl for all those billions of people. They also uh, hired uh, a really awesome female Canadian uh, guitarist to do a shredded version of O Canada as a two-minute version. That in the background, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually have the full version of her doing that up as, as a separate ad in there. So there you go. And one other one for you, Brian, being yep. a new dad. Um, this is the ad for the Kia Telluride X-Pro. It's a devoted baby dad going on a quest to retrieve his child's beloved pacifier. I've given you item in there is the long version of the Binky Dad big game ad. Checking in? Yes. You remembered her favorite Binky, right? Binky. You forgot the Binky? I forgot the Binky. Tragic. Hashtag Binky Dad. OMG, guys, he forgot the Binky. Hey, but leave it there. It's a really great ad. The Minky is the pacifier, but it goes this. There's a punchline on it anyway. So yeah, so that's that's a long version. So there's there's some everything. They've got scary movie star Anna Faris starring as Eve in the big game ad for avocados from Mexico. Mexico, I guess you should say. Uh, people I had to look up, I had talked to A-L-E-X-A and asked her who these people were. Celebrity chef Maddie Matheson. No, okay. Raekwon the chef from rap group Wu-Tang Clan, an animated Nickelodeon character that I'm sure you're going to learn about as a new dad, Tiny Chef. Uh, yeah, I guess okay. I just learned about it. Big game <laughs> ad for, for DoorDash. Peyton Manning practicing for his big game ad for Bush's Beans. Adam Driver in an ad for Squarespace. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart in the ad for Skechers. There's there's so other ones. There's a company called Workday that has a... They got a raft of rock stars. Ozzy Osbourne, Gary Clark Jr., Joan Jett, Billy Idol, and Paul Stanley making fun of the pack that people in work say, hey, you're a rock star. And they come and say, no, we're a rock star. You're not. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's quite a funny... Anyway, they're all there. They're all linked in the show notes. If you've got people over for the big game, and because you're not going to get to see these ads, you might want to pause the game at a boring portion, go to YouTube, Go to this playlist and and watch a bunch of them. There's really amazing creative talent in there. Okay, so here's the big deal. Netflix Canada has started making you pay to share your account with people who live at a different address. And it's more expensive, Brian, than we expected. Item number 12 in the show notes, starting February 21st, Ron. It's going to cost you $8 per month per person to add up to two people outside your household to your Netflix account. Now, there's a bunch of catches here. This option is only available if you subscribe either to the standard tier, $16.49 a month, where you can add one person, mm-hmm. or the $22 a month premium tier where you can add one or two additional users. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's in, I think it's bad taste. I mean, Netflix is becoming the monster that they replaced. Well, they said that they have 100 million people sharing passwords. So think of that lost revenue. So even if 80% of people cancel... Well, well, and what I heard is, you know, if they had the money, the actual money for the subscription they expect, they could produce a ton more content. And I guess we're going to find out. We're about to find out. Now, one of the big questions is, and I asked this in the chat, Netflix says you will still be able to access your Netflix account while traveling. But they don't say for how long at a time. Right. So if Ron, if you run off to Australia for a month, or no, Australia because that's a different country. If you run off to Halifax for a month, yeah, 
We don't know how or how long. But starting February 21st, you will have to give them the IP address where you live. It'll pop yeah. up on the screen saying, confirm this is your home location. Mm-hmm. If not, then you can bypass it for just a bit. I so think, if you are traveling on the 21st... I think the simplest technology here would be to make sure it's just being used in that one location. Yeah. So if they're trying to make sure that you're not giving it to your friend in Halifax... That's right. If as long as it's only being used in Halifax, they're probably... Okay. Yeah, but well, if you happen to be in Halifax on the 21st, you don't want to confirm that as your location. Huh. Right, yeah. You live there. So if you live here in Victoria... So just wanted you to be aware of that. So if you don't share your Netflix, you're going to get this thing starting on the 21st saying, are you at your home location? If so, confirm your IP address. And then if you want to share with somebody else who lives under a different roof, either one or two people, depending on which plan you're on, and it's eight bucks per month, and it goes onto your account. Apparently, they've already sent out some polite uh, text saying, hey, we noticed that. Yeah. Yep. Now, Brian, if you are the person who is sharing my account, yep. you will get a pop-up saying, hey, the owner has is chosen not to not to pay the $8 fee. Right. So either persuade them to pay the fee or get your own account, but we will give you a tool that will migrate all the things you've watched, all your playlists and everything to your own account. That was at least nice of them. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say they're going to give you the option to say, okay, well, if they won't pay it, do you want to pay the $8? <laughs> I don't know because it comes off the owner's credit card. Yeah. So right, you might maybe. give me, you might send me an e-transfer 8 bucks every month. Yeah. That's fine, but it's coming off my credit card. So many of you have Netflix, so I just wanted you to be aware of this change. So this is not a scam. Now scammers are going to try and find ways to send emails. I'm sure next oh, week absolutely. we'll be talking about that. They'll do it, the weasels. But for now, be aware that if you are a Netflix subscriber, starting on the 21st, you'll have to confirm that you are at the location or you're not, in which case I think they give you, I don't know how long to get to that location and log in. How... So traveling, though, can you still go? I, th- I thought I was reading somewhere online someone was complaining that you can't go cross-border anymore because they'll be like, you don't live in the States. You're not, this is the wrong. Right. You can't go cross-border anymore. Oh, because you used to be able to, yeah. and you're just like, you're in the States, you get U.S. Netflix, and it was nice. But We'll see if that changes as part of this, but there's been absolutely no mention about that one. Mm-hmm. If you want more information on this, because this does affect many of you, item number 12 in the show notes, shownotes.ca, plural, typed up in the address bar of your browser. I've given you a link to a story on it and also what Netflix themselves are saying. That's a big deal. Okay, when we come back, we're going to we're going to do a recipe and we'll try a, a song or a poem using the new chat GPT. And if you think we're making this stuff up, which I know people are skeptical, this is a huge quantum leap. If you want to text me in what you would like, what what the ingredients are for a recipe, Yep. Or if you want to text me in a bunch of attributes about a poem, um, we'll, we'll use you, Ron. You being yeah, sure, okay. sure. So I'll ask Ron sort of attributes, the things he likes in his life. Sure. And we'll gen- But if you want to, if you want to do that, just text us ten seventy ten when we're live on Saturday, and I will do it while you're waiting to get access to ChatGPT, and I'll we'll read it on the air. As we continue on Tech Talk for Super Bowl weekend, we're trying out the new ChatGPT artificial intelligence engine. The reason this is such a big deal, Ron, is this is going to be the new version on steroids. Another quantum leap is going to be rolled out. It's called Prometheus. It's going to be rolled out on the Bing search engine from Microsoft. 
So this is this has got a lot of potential. Well, and I wonder how long they've kept this under wraps while they've been developing it. So the last thing you want to do with this yeah. is release it, and it's ridiculous. Well, they let OpenAI from San Francisco yeah. get 90% of the work done. Okay. And then they said, what have you not been able to do yet? Mm-hmm. How about $10 billion? <laughs> get it done right away. And so that's literally a week after they announced the infusion. They're announcing the Prometheus version. They're saying in the next few weeks before you and I get to use it regularly, they're rolling it out in dribs and drabs. Mm -hmm. Again, bing.ca and click on try it now. And then if you like it, click on put me on the wait list. You'll get an email from Microsoft saying you're on the list. And then in a few weeks or months, you're going to get an email saying we've got the room. Click here to download the new the new Edge browser that has been I'm, built in. I'm and you curious. can go back if you don't like it. What's oh, yeah. in it for them? When is this going? How is this monetized? Oh, massive. Because everyone that's searching on Google will search on Bing. So their ad value will go through the roof. Okay. Mm-hmm. But is there... You think there'll be a charge for the service to no, actually no, produce? No, not at all. No, Really? They just no. want you on their platform? Yeah, because you're going to be searching through Bing. So advertisers will say, why would we advertise on Google if we can advertise on Bing and get all this extra traffic? So something that came up we talked about last week was whether ChatGPT is remembering its conversations. Like, is it constantly learning other than from its database? Um, and so with the, you know... Yes. That's, you know, a, that's what's scary is when Google gets their hands on this, <laughs> it already has so much data on you, and now they're using this insane machine learning to create yeah. an algorithm on, or, or do all kinds of stuff with your data. Like, So two very important things there. So right now, if you use the OpenAI ChatGPT... It gets to see what you're asking and what you're answering because people are, they don't know it's me, but they're Mm. looking at what's being done and seeing what needs to be improved. Sure. Microsoft announced a thing called Responsible AI. So they're creating a board of some of the best minds, the people that are worried about it and the people that see the potential Mm. to review it. And part of that 10 billion that's going to open AI is going to be used to work with accredited news sources and institutes of higher learning to add in what's happening this week. Wow. For example, the current version that we're using doesn't know much about events in 2022 or 2023. Okay. So they're adding bits in carefully, but they really don't have the teams and the staff. So it's exactly what you said. So this responsible AI is going to become a big deal. You mentioned Google. Item number 16 in the show notes, Google is launching its own AI-powered search engine with an homage to Shakespeare. It's called Bard. The launch did not go well, to put it politely. They did the demo uh, in France. One glaringly incorrect result was asked, what new discoveries from the James Webb Space Telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about? The chatbot came back with three simple-to-understand points. Um, the In 2023, JSWT spotted a number of galaxies nicknamed Green Peas. They were given this name because they're small, round, and green-like peas. Yep. So the Google one has got current information, more than the current version of ChatGPT. Okay. Um, the telescope captured images of galaxies that are over 13 billion years old. Mm-hmm. JWST took the very first pictures of a planet outside our own solar system. These distant worlds are called exoplanets. Eh. 
Wrong. <laughs> yeah, not correct. It was done years before. A very well-known um, astronomer named Grant Trombley tweeted out, not to be a, well, actually, jerk, and I'm sure Bard will be impressive, but for the record, JWST did not take the very first image of a planet outside the solar system, and he tweeted out a picture done by Chauvin in 2004 with a very large telescope. Uh, Google didn't notice this during the presentation. Oh, goodness. So they've since said, okay, that's why it's not available yet. It's just a work in progress. But this is exactly to your point. If you're going to do stuff, you need to know it's going to be accurate. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, look at the uh, the age of misinformation we're in and how much yeah. that can change with this yeah. AI. I mean, and so another point you had in the show notes there is how much Google took a hit for this. Yeah. Hundred billion dollars. Their stock fell nine percent. Wow. So I'll just ask. Hey Siri, how is Google stock doing? Alphabet was down zero point four six percent yesterday, trading at ninety four US dollars and fifty seven cents. That is a that's another hit. So yeah. So, so it's still slipping. Yeah. Microsoft stock up three percent. So okay. so it's not just esoteric. So let's try a couple. We'll take a quick break. We'll try a couple things. So um, I, was t- I was showing this to a lady who loves doing recipes, but she hates searching for recipes online because she gets so much pop-ups and crap and everything. And I said... Yeah, so many like hacking, like... Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What's the word for it? Browser hijacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we started with a... a pa- I said, give me, give me an ingredient. So we did pasta and bacon, and she was very impressed with that. And I said, now mm. give me something really weird. So she looked around, and she had a banana on the counter. So stop yeah. and think what would happen if you asked for a recipe for pasta with bacon and bananas. The answer coming up. We try everything on Tech Talk. Give me a recipe for pasta with bacon and bananas. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, okay, we tried one uh, with a couple things and it said, I'm sorry, I can't suggest that because that would be a terrible flavor combination. And it went on with a couple paragraphs explaining, I can't remember what the ingredients were. It was something awful. We just were doing it as, as a joke. So yeah. so yeah, so ingredients, spaghetti, bacon, banana, one ripe banana, two cloves of garlic, salt and pepper, two tablespoons olive oil, cup grated parmesan cheese, two tablespoons chopped fresh parsley. So that part's easy. But the actual recipe, Ron, that it has to create, I don't think anybody's ever done bacon and bananas before, or at least published it. I went looking online to see if there was a recipe for that. Nobody's ever put one out that I could find on the internet. So it has to know when, what to do with the bananas and where to put it in the recipe, Ron. Yeah, we're going to change to a cooking show here soon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so actually, how to add them? When you think about it, there's many ways you can add things to a recipe. So one and two is cooking the pasta and the bacon. And then, num- and then number three? Add the olive oil to the same skillet. Saute the garlic until fragrant. Add the sliced bananas and cook for two to three minutes until slightly softened. Yeah. And the very last line of the recipe? Remove from heat and sprinkle with Parmesan cheese and parsley. Serve immediately. Enjoy your unique and delicious pasta dish. So it even knows that it's unique. Wow, I thought it was just searching an index here. No, like it it's not. That, remember, we talked recipe. about the the transforming and the generative. Right, right. Oh my goodness. So okay, so let's okay. just do this. So just to show you, um, because you're vegetarian. Right, right. Uh, recipe for pasta with mushrooms. Okay, let's do yeah. something bizarre that you wouldn't ever put in. <laughs> uh, oh, Super Bowl. How about if we use some Doritos? Yes, I, I mean I would do that, but 
let's say I wouldn't. There it is. It's generating. Okay, so the ingredients are pasta, olive oil, medium onion, cloves of garlic, mushrooms, salt and pepper, dried thyme, red pepper flakes, optional, mm-hmm. one half cup of crushed Doritos, mm. fresh parsley, chopped, optional, and grated Parmesan cheese. And numbers, step number four, stir in the crushed Doritos and cook for two to three minutes until they start to turn golden brown. Oh. Toss the cooked pasta with the mushroom and Dorito mixture and sprinkle with the Parmesan <laughs> cheese. Serve hot and garnish with fresh parsley if using. Enjoy your delicious pasta with mushrooms and Doritos. Um, Do you realize how this, we just started talking about this, this just put all the recipe sites out of business. Well, I don't know, like t- to have like mom's classic recipe or yeah. something. There's, I, I can't. But if you don't like mom's classic recipe, if you like to be different. Yeah, yeah. If you're on your own and you you just came home from a trip and you open up the fridge and say, what do I got? Right, you right. can sit there and type it in and it's going to tell you whether there's a good combination there and it's not going to do it if it's not, if it's going to mess up your taste right, buds. Right. Well, there's some unique processes in cooking too that wouldn't necessarily catch on to right away, like browning the butter first, yeah. doing things like that. But yeah. But in general, it's putting together a usable recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay so we'll try... Us a panettone recipe next winter... Yes, because oh, you like panettone with, yeah. with with different stuff. So during the oh, yeah. news break, I will try that one because I have to spell it correct, and we'll get your favorite ingredients. Okay, well, also, we'll just set this one up, and then we'll do it in the second hour because we do have some other important things, uh, security things. So one of the things it can do is really great at doing songs and poems. You can tell it to write you a country song, and then you give the attributes. So let's do a, let's do a poem for you and Tamara, and we'll read it on the air. So a funny poem that includes uh, Ron, his wife Tamara... What do you like to do? Gardening. Yes. Cooking. What do you like to cook? Lemon chicken is the favorite. Okay. You have a dog. Yes. But I don't remember the name. Nafas. I don't know that. She's an Iranian uh, rescue dog. Oh, okay. I was trying to say it backwards and see if a safan, but that didn't make sense either. So Nafas. Okay. Means like voice of the wind or something interesting. Okay. Um, And a destination. Where do you like to go? Uh, Disneyland. Okay. So write me a funny poem. That includes Ron, his wife, Tamara. Sorry, Tamara, if you're listening. Gardening, (laughs) cooking, lemon chicken, their dog, Nafas, and Disneyland. But I'm just thinking, though, we're heading into Valentine's. So if you want, you or anybody else, you could sit there and write a poem for your... You could write one for Juna. Oh, my goodness. What a great idea. And you just write in the attributes, the things that she likes to do, the new baby. Well, the baby doesn't have a name, so he can't do that. (laughs) Just bugging you. Uh, Okay, so when we come back in second hour, including some of the other important tech news of the week, we're going to talk to Ron about the new phone he's ordered, the new Samsung flagships, and much more. And we will find out what the poem is that that ChatGPT generated. Steve on the phone line, stay with us. I'll talk to you off the air. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Super Bowl weekend edition for 2023. February 11th, we're live Sunday afternoon, the 12th before the big game. We are being rebroadcast. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. And Ron Fraser. And I'm Brian Pavlich, your Tech Talk producer. And we'd love to help you with anything that's on your mind in terms of tech. Star 1070 on a mobile phone Saturday morning when we're live, 107010 by text and 250-386-1161 on a home phone. Steve's been waiting patiently there while we went through some of that chat GPT stuff. Thanks for being patient, Steve. Uh, it's Dave, Alan. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my, my apologies. Hi. No problem. It's okay. Um, hey, um, we just were down in, this, in the U.S., and um, we have a Kudo account. Yes. And um, I was trying to turn off the roaming. Um, this is down in Florida. Yes. 
And apparently, if you are a postpaid customer of Kudo, you cannot turn roaming off in the U.S. You can turn it off for any other international um, calls, but in in the U.S. you cannot turn it off. It's on by default. And the only way to turn it off is to uh, go into your cell network to the manual settings and then select Kudo. And then it can't connect to AT&T or Verizon or whomever. That's right. But the problem with this is that quite often when you turn off your phone and turn it back on, the automatic setting... Resets back to automatic and it connects you to AT&T and ka you get your bill. Exactly. So the only thing I had to do is I had to remove the SIM card. So I just thought I would just point that out in case other people have this kudo thing and um, because you can really get nailed for it if you... Yeah, I don't think that would be specific to kudo. I think that would be any of the postpaid ones where you buy X minutes per month. Anybody who's not on a monthly plan per se, I think that would be a risk for them too, Dave. That's a very uh, that's not one I've ever heard of before, Ron. It's possible. I have TELUS and I just went through this actually, where I went out to one of the beaches on the west coast and it... No, but you're on a monthly plan. These are for people oh, that know. are not on a monthly plan. I know, but yeah. you still have to make the manual setting to for it not to just pick up the US, not just turn off roaming. You right. still had to select your network manually so it wouldn't connect to the US. I had it connect. Well, it would connect, but as long as you've got your roaming turned off... No, it won't. does not work. I got charged. And I spoke to a rep at TELUS, and actually, he said, no, turning roaming off is not enough. Your phone will look for any network unless you specifically choose right. TELUS as your network and turn roaming off. But it would only it. get charged if you used your phone. If somebody phoned you... And you answered it, or if you made a phone call... Well, he said not necessarily, and um, I found okay. out because I homework. had the $12 charge. Okay, yeah. homework. Yeah, that, it, it, this could be something that's developing. But yes, Dave, that's a, that's a really important yep. point. Okay, so I'm going to reach out <clears throat> to a, a couple of companies for both postpaid and for most people for prepaid. But yeah, that's a very common misconception, though. When people go traveling, they think if they don't use their phone, they won't get charged. No, because your phone is checking for texts and emails and, and you know, messages on WhatsApp and Facebook posts. And so the data is coming in even if you never turn the phone on to look at it and you are going being charged. So it's important that you turn the, yeah, the data roaming off. If you answer a phone call... Yeah, what if we went airplane mode? Yeah, airplane That'd mode. That'd be a quick way to do that. Yeah, that, that's a good question, Dave. Did you think, uh, oh, you're on a... What type of phone are you on, Dave? I'm on the um, uh, th- the 13. iPhone 13. Okay, so, yeah, airplane mode would have covered you. It was on airplane mode, and I was still getting the, the, the roaming, and the problem is that even if you put it onto manual, like I said, sometimes it clicks back onto automatic, so I just pulled the SIM card out. And well, no, but if you're on airplane mode, then you're, then ex- with, you're cut off except for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Did you go on Wi-Fi when you're down there? Yes, I did. Okay, so here's the catch. When you're on airplane mode, then that cuts you off from the cellular network. Okay. But when you go on Wi-Fi, it goes, oh, hello, we're on the Internet, so I can get the stuff. But now the phone thinks, and then it connects, and so that's how you end up getting charged. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> you get it both ways. So for your next trip, if you want to do that, you can do the what we've talked about in the past, Brian. We've talked about the Aerolo app, A-I-R-A-L-O 
and yes. that will allow you to get full coverage. And that switches you over to Aerolo automatically yep. while you're in Country X, and then you're covered. And I think that was we worked out too for uh, one one week was I think five dollars US. Wow. So that's an eSIM, is it? Virtual SIM, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an eSIM, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can keep your Canadian number and everything there. You just turn it off and you run on Airlo. And that's data only. So you're no traditional phone calls. You would communicate via Signal, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger, FaceTime, Skype, whatever you want. If you need to phone somebody, had a phone number, then you would use Skype to phone to do that but otherwise you'd communicate by any method other than traditional phone calls yep but we've had really great success for those of you anybody who's listening to us now who's traveling using Aerolo either now or when you get back we'd love to hear from you good bad pros cons challenges anything like that because we want to make sure that you're comfortable with what we're recommending there okay so back to some fun here for a sec because I think this is a game changer so if you're just tuning in we've been talking about Microsoft investment of 10 billion dollars US in chat GPT the new quantum leap forward in artificial AI it's conversational AI so before the the news we asked it to write me a funny poem that includes Ron his wife Tamara gardening cooking lemon chicken their dog, Nafas, and Disneyland. Right. What were you expecting? I don't know, but actually it was impressive. It, it really came out with a lot more flavor and color than I thought it would. Ron and Tamara lived in perfect harmony with a dog named Nafas and a love for gardening you see. They spent their days digging in the dirt, growing veggies and flowers that made their spirits perk. Cooking was their favorite pastime, and lemon chicken was always on the rhyme. A squeeze of lemon, a dash of herbs, their kitchen was filled with delicious words. But their greatest joy was a trip to Disneyland, where they'd ride the rides, eat cotton candy, and ham. Nafas was always by their side, barking at the sights, such a joyful ride. But when they returned home to their garden, they'd go back to the dirt and seeds, watch them grow and grow. Ron and Tamara, a love for life, with the dog cooking in Disneyland, life was never strife. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now, we could have spent more time fleshing out the specific attributes and when, where, how, but we just threw that in there, and it generated that in 10 seconds. I'd like to try haiku with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We'll do that. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, the only thing that, you know, you did in your prompt, you did say, write me a funny poem, and it's not... It's just it's just a managed to fit in rhymes around the details it had. It's yeah. not right, I don't think right, it can right. do comedy. I mean, I saw one that um someone in Victoria gave it write me a rap about Victoria in the style of Eminem. Yes. And it was like, you know, it kind of got some Victoria points, but not you know, the nothing about it was Eminem like. Mm. Um so it's there's still lots of nuance yeah. nuance that it can't get. Yeah. But it's just ability to write a basic poem is still Yeah, amazing. and I chose the word I could have left out the word funny poem. I could have put romantic poem. I could have put angry poem. I could have I put could have put country song. So the interesting thing would be to say when you change those yeah. kind of qualifiers or whatever you call yeah. them, how different is the poem really? Is it just kind of end up giving you the same thing back, or is it different each time? Okay, so I'm going to take that. Sorry, to, I just think this for many of you, this is going to be something you're going to be using, and you're going to remember the day that this first started. Mm-hmm. So let's let's write that same thing. Funny poem. Control C. Control V, and I'm going to change funny poem to a country song. Because I know you love country music, Ron. He doesn't. Nice, nice. Okay, here we go. You know what you play if you if you what you get if you play a country song backwards, right? What? Your dog back, your wife back, your house back. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, I left out the dog. Sorry. Here's a country song about Ron and Tamara. Verse one. There's a couple out in California way. Ron and Tamara, they live for today. They love to garden, grow their own food with the sun shining bright and a heart that's good. Chorus. Ron and Tamara living life just right with a love for lemon chicken and a trip to Disneyland each night. They've got a love so strong it shines like the sun. Ron and Tamara, a love that's second to none. And we're on to verse number two in the course. It's still generating while we're talking. Wow, Disneyland every day seems exhausting. I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we, again, we could acquire... And, yeah. and because we said Disneyland, yeah. they're yeah. guessing that you're in California. We never mm-hmm. said Ron and Tamara in Sydney, BC. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Again, so, yeah. So you see how it's got a verse and a chorus, and it's written um, three verses and a bridge. Wow. They've got a dog. Oh, it picked this up from before, even though I left out Nafas the dog. Yeah. Oh, weird. Bridge. They've got a dog named Nafas who always by their side with a wagging tail and a smile so wide. Ron and Tamara, they're living the dream with a love so strong, it's as bright as it seems. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you... We were thinking of the attributes. We said Ron, Tamara, gardening, cooking, lemon chicken. What if we put something inappropriate in there? Right, because that's the way a lot of people will try these things out to see what the limits are. Okay, we're just saying, Brian, what if we put something inappropriate into oh, one of those? Yes, like yeah, we were saying like if prostitution came up or something, okay. like what is it going to say? Write me a funny poem that includes Ron, his wife Tamara, oh, no. gardening, cooking, lemon chicken, prostitutes in Disneyland. Oh my goodness, okay. We're doing this live. I'm saying nothing. I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill your request as it contains content that is not appropriate for all audiences and goes against OpenAI's use case policy, which prohibits the creation of content that is harmful, abusive, or offensive in nature. Please provide a different prompt. So it has a moral oh. compass. Yeah. Interesting. That's probably why it couldn't really make it, write an Eminem song. Yeah. Because everything that makes Eminem, Eminem it would, is... You know, inappropriate. Yeah. Well, and how about copyright, too? Will it think of copyright if you mention someone yeah. who is like a famous artist? Yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, heads up. When we're live on Saturday morning, if you're listening Sunday afternoon the podcast that doesn't apply, 16 after 11 on Saturday, the View Royal exit on the Trans-Canada Highway, someone has dropped a ton of recycling, bottles, cans, glass, all smashed on the right-hand lane coming south. Thank you, oh, Texter, for, for telling us uh, about that. Okay, so yeah, that that's an interesting one there. Um, and this person says the issue with the Chat GPT and other AIs, the information they can draw from can and is being censored. Likely not mm-hmm. an issue for some, but huge consequences in researching, etc. Well, not so much being censored; it's being filtered through information that has been confirmed, a la the Google oops, where it got a wrong a wrong information in there. Um, let me let me try try one here. I'm just thinking of something. So, what could be a controversial thing? Um, okay, what happens if we ask it something that would be um, that would be that would be classified? Oh, uh, we were thinking about the the weather balloon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Problem okay. Recently. Okay. So, how many? Sorry for my for my bad typing because I can't dictate while I'm talking. How many? How many nuclear? Missiles. Learn to spell missiles. Performance pressure. <laughs> I L. How many nuclear missiles? S S I L E S. Does the U S A have? I 
I'm sorry, but I don't have access to up-to-date information on the exact number of nuclear missiles in the United States. However, as of my training data, 2021, the U.S. is estimated to possess approximately 4,000 nuclear warheads, with a significant portion of these being retired and awaiting dismantlement. It's important mm-hmm. to note the exact number of nuclear weapons in a country's arsenal is typically considered classified information and not publicly available. By the way, there's a button at the bottom. Anytime you get an answer from ChatGPT, you can click on Regenerate Response, and it will give you a different... It'll pull It'll pull a brand new one. If you want to try ChatGPT while you're waiting for Bing to bring it out for everybody as part of the Bing browser, go to, the, uh, go to our show notes. I'll say the address, but it's a little hard to get. It's item 17 in the show notes. ChatGPTOnline.net. I just did the same uh, the same uh, search with uh, on Google. Yes, and it came up with Wikipedia saying the current stockpile as of twenty twenty one is thirty seven fifty nuclear warheads. Yeah, the peak stockpile was in nineteen sixty seven over thirty one thousand. Wow. Yeah, going so, the right way. So it's good to see because I just want as you we go forward in this world we'll talk about this a lot in coming weeks months and years can be on the news that I want you to see the limitations and also the comfort um, that it does it will not do inappropriate things now there's going to have to be the bodies that are going to have to decide what's appropriate what's inappropriate just as it says it's appropriate to do pasta with bacon and bananas or some dishes that are that are not appropriate in there so banana bread with tasty bacon bits sounds good says Bruce <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll take a break and get back on track here. I will try that one for you, Bruce. Peter and Caroline, when we continue after this. As we continue on Tech Talk for Super Bowl weekend, Bruce, I got your recipe for banana bread with tasty bacon bits. And what surprised me, and if you want to um, send me an email, not a text, Bruce, to uh, Tech Talk at cfax1070.com. I'll send you the recipe. But what I impressed uh, Ron and Brian at the end, it says, after the recipe and after the instructions, this banana bread with bacon bits is a delicious twist on the classic recipe. The savory bacon pairs perfectly with the sweet banana flavor and makes for a unique and satisfying treat. Bacon goes with everything. That's what I get out of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That's too much bacon, <laughs> said no one ever. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for waiting patiently. Peter, welcome to Tech Talk. Hello. Hi. Uh, you were asking about uh, someone who just used Aerolo. Yes. Where, when, how to go? Uh, I used it in Ixtapa, Mexico for two weeks. Yeah. And uh, the initial, like I bought it when I was still in, in Victoria. When I got down there and tried to get it going, it was a bit of a pain. I had to go to their tech support people, and they ran me through a number of different sort of things to, to get it to work. But once I got it working, it worked 100%. Mm-hmm. And how was the speed? Did you do it? Speed was LTE. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was Telcel. Well, you had a choice, a Telcel, Movie Star, and whatever the other one is. Yeah. Telcel is their biggest by far. He's and the fellow that's like the third richest person on the world. Something yeah, and that's kind of one slim. I, I went with, and it, yeah. and it worked. Uh, when I ran low on data, it uh, was easy to top it back up again. How so, much data did you use? If you were down there for, did you say, a week? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. I actually initially bought three gigs, and I was quite surprised. I burned through it rather quickly, and I didn't think I was using it as much as as it showed that I was. Yep. But either way, um, yep. I just bought another gig, and, and, and it kept on going just fine. 
can I ask what Luckily, sort of things were you using it for other than the obvious emails and texts? Were you watching videos or anything? Not video, just, uh, you know, Facebook and, and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, Facebook is a, Ron, Facebook is a biggie for burning through data. Also for yeah. a, uh, background updates like crazy, unless you turn yeah. them off. They're yeah, even on, if you only look default. at Facebook once a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. For 10 minutes, it's updating always in the background. So if you're going traveling, that's another tip we should suggest. Go into the background app refresh on your phone, Android or Apple, and decide yeah. what things you want to be updating constantly. I would turn right. off all social media um, so that when you tap it, it takes a second, and then there's the latest post of what your friends had for breakfast. But it's not <laughs> doing that when you're not using it. Well, also shocking, I went through that recently, and the things that update in the background and use a lot of data are not always the ones you think. It's some of them just because of the frequency. Yeah, like Facebook, of course, there's a lot yeah. of data there, and there's there's. But if uh, you but if you've got a if you've got an app for a news source open, yeah, then they're updating like by the by the minute, and yeah. so that will use yeah. up a lot of data as well. Do you remember Weather apps as well? I would think. yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Do you remember roughly what you paid? So you got three gigs, and then you got an extra gig. Do you remember roughly uh, what you paid? The first one, well, it was fifteen dollars, I think, for the yep. three gigs, and then eight dollars for the the extra gig, and then I got my wife phone on it as well and got some three dollars back because i got a second person to use it oh that's good to know i didn't know that they have a little a little perk for everybody you get to use it they give you three bucks oh these are the things awesome thanks for calling in to share with that i appreciate that i was just going to say one more thing with the iphone which is what my wife had i have an android her phone seemed to default to um because it was running on imessage but it it changed all of the the numbers that she would normally be connecting with to the email addresses that were associated with each person. Yes, so so what that does is it's picking up the Apple ID uh, and communicating with that because you can't text them on their phone number. So yes, iMessage will work, but only with the people that have Apple devices, so it'll use their Apple ID email address. I'm working on a sheet. Um, We'll hopefully have it in a week or two um, that we can give you a list of things to switches to throw when you go and when you come back when you're doing this because there's a whole bunch of little idiosyncrasies and I want to make sure I get this right and Tofi's going to help me with the Android version as well. So stay tuned. I don't want to put that out there when it's half-baked and have it not worked for somebody. So that's uh, coming. I recommend that it worked great. That's awesome. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate that. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Uh, Caroline, welcome to Tech Talk. Thank you for waiting. Hi, Alan. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? Well, I would like to be able to see I have a new email address, and I'd like to be able to see it on my iPhone as well as on my PC for when I'm out of office. Absolutely. What does the email address end in? At what? Dot com. At what dot com? U-D-I... Oh, I recognize the voice. Hi. Yes. Hi. Yes. Okay, so you want to go to, on your iPhone, you want to go to settings? Yes. Mail. Great, is this it? Yeah, so, and the key here for Carolyn and anybody else is knowing the, um, knowing which provider is providing the mail. And in this case, I'm cheating because I helped Carolyn set it up on her computer, so I know okay. what it is. You do know what? Yeah, so settings, mail, accounts. And then when you go add account, you will see that it gives you the different providers. And Ron, this would be the the same if she was doing this on on Android phone, depending whether she's using the Gmail app or or the Mail app. Right. 
And do you see that list of, of providers there? I sure do. And in your case, it's going to be Microsoft Exchange. The UDI is run there, and you're going to put in your email address, you're going to put in your password, and the only catch is going to be when you do that, I think after you've done it, it'll only give you one month worth of email. You'll Mm -hmm. change the mail days to sync button to no limit. But you just follow that through. You know your email address. You know your password. I do. And then follow that through. And just follow the prompt. And then if you want, send me a text after the show finishes. When I get home, I'll just call you and walk you through a couple little tweaks so you can put your UDI signature on there and a couple other things. Okay? And Exchange might offer you to do it manually, just... Just do the auto mode, so because manually you're going to have to punch in the uh, different ports. Yeah, yeah, it should all go automatic for her. Yeah, UDI Okanagan runs on Microsoft 365. Okay, so that's why I know that that's where to go. Oh, gotcha. That's the biggest challenge, Ron, when somebody's got a not an orphan email, but an an email that's not one of the providers that we know, and we have and it comes from GoDaddy or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, can and be we difficult. Have to, we have to reach out to them and find what the server settings are. Yeah, because these companies love doing their own thing. And it drives us crazy. But Carolyn's off to off the bases. Yeah, send me a text, Carolyn. We'll finish that afterwards. Thanks. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Ron Fraser and Brian Pavlicich on our Super Bowl weekend edition. So this, I thought this chat GPT thing was going to bring lots of questions. Yes. So first of all, Gordon texts in. Hi, Alan. There are so many chat GPT apps in the Apple Store. Can you recommend the right app to use? Yes. None of them. It's not <laughs> there yet. Okay, it's coming soon. Anything that's there now, Brian, is somebody that's created an app that's basically accessing the doorway. Oh, yes. If it's, if at all, like if they're not yeah. just trying to funnel you into like giving them your credit card or something. Exactly, yeah. Open AI is open, so anybody can use it. So please just hang in there for until both Bing turns it on for their search engine and until there is a chat GPT app from Open AI. So I'm sure not, we'll cover that as soon as it happens. Yeah, but but that's a very, very good question there. Um, texter whose phone number ends in 0472 says, if you take one of the answers you got, can you ask it if it was generated by AI? Yes, that's really important. OpenAI is going to have an app. They have a tool for educators. It says right on the website, are you an ed- educator? We'd love to hear from you. They will give you the tool right now, Ron, so you can see if this text was likely, not likely, positively. Yeah, it'll give you a percentage of confidence of how confident yeah. they are that it was or wasn't generated. Well, theirs doesn't have the percentage yet. So a Princeton student mm. who said, I'm going to, my grades are going to be measured against the grades of my fellow students. If they're cheating, I'm going to suffer because of that, because they're going to be come off as smarter. So he made a tool. OpenAI a- Open have reached out to him. He's the people that they're working with to create the free app. In the meantime, I've put this into the show notes. If you scroll down to item number 24, and again, if you've never been to the show notes, but we piqued your curiosity, show notes, all one word, dot C-A, typed into the address bar of your browser, not a search box. It's a redirect to... OneDrive or OneNote, where we keep it. And that's how I could add this. ZP, GPT-0 is what it, the Princeton student. You can try it out. So I, I punched in that answer about nuclear missiles into there, and it says, in big black letters, your text is likely to be written entirely by AI. 
And if you go down, it gives it an average perplexity score of 11.75, a burstiness score of 4.7, and yeah, so it basically tells you how it came. Looks to, at different components of the yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what burstiness or perplexity is. I have to learn that now. But there you go. But that's a that's a very very good question there. So there we go. Um, this person says I use Altext classifier to assess student assignments for plagiarism. Students do use it. This isn't so much plagiarism because remember right. <laughs> plagiarism means I'm copying something that somebody else wrote. Yeah, this right. is intelligent composure, really. Yeah, so yeah, what it composed is not on the internet. There's nowhere else. And if you hit regenerate, it's going to recompose it in a different format. So. I guess it fall, probably falls under the plagiarism policies, as in you did not write it. Absolutely, but you but, can't use a plagiarism tool to find it, because this is not plagiarism in that sense. This is auto-generative. Right, you can't find the same exact same yeah, verbiage somewhere else. That's why. That's why this is... The big deal we're talking about. Okay, there we go. So, Bruce, if you want your recipe for banana bread and <laughs> bacon bits, please do, please do text me or sorry, email me. Tech Talk T E C H T A L K at cfax ten seventy dot com. We've been talking about the, some of the amazing Super Bowl uh, ads that are out there. There's thirty five I put into the queue. There more to come. One of the other ones there. Which one have you got queued? Okay, Will Ferrell. Um, so what he does is he drives different... This is a unique partnership. I thought GM and Netflix. So what he does is he drives different GM electric vehicles as he makes his way through multiple Netflix shows. General Motors is going electric. And Netflix is joining in by including more EVs in their movies and shows. It's the least they can do. So if you're going to get swarmed by an army of the dead, why not get swarmed in an EV? No! I said no biting. Or if you're being voluntarily kidnapped, why not be kidnapped in an EV? What's that scent? Is it pine? You can take that. There you go. Go watch the whole thing. So he's actually in from from Bridgerton, Stranger Things, Squid Game. It's 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 really it's really quite oh quite a, yeah. <laughs> Brian's watching it. The Stranger Things. Stranger really Things. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Hamm and Brie Larson get shrunk into a fridge with a Hellman's mayonnaise. Pete Davidson goes to make a sandwich. There's so much stuff. Uh, uh, Diddy enlists Montel, Jordan, Kellis, and Elvis. Remember the guys from What Did the Fox Say? To do an Uber-centric version of their hit songs in the gad for Uber Eats. And Melissa McCarthy starring in Somewhere Anywhere Big Game Ad for Booking.com. Oh, Booking.com. I'm going to somewhere. A beach house, a tree house. Honestly, I don't care. Hello, humidity. A fancy hotel with a sexy garden. Landscape architect. A tiny home with aggressive flair. Somewhere, anywhere. As long as they have child. Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. That was really well done. I spent a lot of money. You know, this is 7.375. What would be? Uh, hey Siri, convert 6.7 million U.S. dollars into Canadian dollars. 6,700,000 U.S. dollars is 8,939,140 dollars. And you won't see those ads in Canada except for one. I forget one of the alcohol, one of the beer companies has bought one ad on the Canadian version. Only one company saw fit to do that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they're all on YouTube. They're all there for you. Just go find the playlist, and it's linked in the show notes, 35 of them there. Okay. 
We'd love to help you out. We've got more texts and emails here when we come back, but if you've got any questions while we have time here, star 1070 on a mobile phone on Saturday morning while we're live, 107010 by text. Please include your first name. Emails to techtalk at cfax1070.com, and if you have a home phone, 250-386-1161. As we continue on on Tech Talk with Alan and Ron and Brian, a couple important new scams. They keep reinventing themselves. If you use QuickBooks, Ron, watch out for scam emails warning that your password is about to expire. Oh, my God. Yeah, just another one. I put a picture of this into the show notes, item number one. It looks good, except the email address is coming from at gmx.net. I had not heard of them. They're an email provider in Germany. And they want you to click on the keep. It says your Intuit password. Intuit makes QuickBooks. Your Intuit password is set to expire today, Monday, February 6th. Use the button below to retain the same password. Keep same password. And if you click on that, it takes you to cdn.flxml.bg.bg. Where in the world is .bg? Brian, geography test Uh-oh, time. I always lose at this. I don't know. I have to look it up myself. Uh, I think I know. What, Brian? What, what, what you guys want to take a I guess? <laughs> BG. Wow. No. Oh, well, BT. I heard BG. Uh, BG. Oh, BG. Yeah. What no. country? Bulgaria. Begins? There you go. Hey. .bg. Man. There you go. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking, what has a B and a G in it? Wow. Yeah. So I always think go. of cities and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just typing the B-U-L-G-A-R-I-A, so that's in the show notes. Don't click on links like that. If you do, it takes you to a fake login page. Enter your Intuit password, and it puts in your email address. And no, don't do that. If you wanted to, you would go to quickbooks.com and or intuit.com. None of these will ever ask you to verify or change your password unless you're in the program and you tell it, I want to do that. Yeah, or you've forgotten your password. Yes, Number two, watch out for scam emails claiming to be from Apple, warning that your iCloud storage is full. Okay, and that one comes from kth.se. Want to go for two, Brian? Dot .se. <laughs> it's not obvious. Oh. What, what countries begin with S? Not Spain, which is E-S for España. Mm. Serbia. Sweden. Ooh. Oh. Nice. There you go. That's good. Yep. And so there you go. And it takes you to an Amazon AWS page where they just want you to click in and give them your credentials. No. The other one that we talked about last week, we mentioned it, and I apologize, several of you emailed say you never answered the question. If your voicemail PIN code, this is item four in the show notes, is the last four digits of your phone number, please change that. Ron, smiling. (laughs) Well, I didn't quite oh get this goodness. one. I had to yeah. I had to research it. Wow. This is being exploited by hackers to take control. And if you go, well, how would that work? So what happens is they specifically trigger this code. They go into your thing and they say, I've forgotten my password. Send me the code. They specifically do this in the middle of the night, your time zone, mm. because you have your phone on do not disturb. Right. So you don't see that the text came in. Mm. On their screen, they then click, I didn't get the code. Yep. Call me. It calls them, and and because you're in the do not disturb, it leaves a voicemail with the code. Sure. They then call your, the hacker then calls your phone number two minutes later, 
And because it's on Do Not Disturb, it goes to voicemail. They press the star, mm-hmm. and they dial the last four oh, wow. digits of your phone number to see if that's the passcode for sure. your voicemail. It is. Uh-huh. They retrieve the code. They change and lock you out of WhatsApp or Signal or Facebook wow. or whatever. So, bonus points for creativity, you weasels. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so nothing you have to do unless the last four digits of your phone number is the passcode for your voicemail. Please go and change it. If you know people, maybe you say, no, no, mine changed a long time ago, but you know people, ask ask your loved ones, hey, don't want to know what it is, but is your voicemail passcode the same as the phone number? Item number four in the show notes. Going right back to one, two, three, four, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do yeah. that. Android or oh, no, Apple yeah, will yeah. say, uh-uh, they, they won't even say you shouldn't, they'll just go no. Yes. <laughs> one other important one, don't hit us. If you're running Office 2013 on your computer, support and security updates from Microsoft will end on April 11th of this year. Okay, so we're the, that's 10 years. 10 years, pretty yep. good. I, I had to think about that. That what's not, oh yeah, it is, 10 years. You got your value out of it, for sure. <laughs> now, Office 2013 should continue to function after that, but it'll be vulnerable to being hacked. And if it crashes, we cannot reinstall it for you. It doesn't matter where you go, what store. Because when you go to when you go to activate the license, that server has been discontinued after April 11th. And if you're using Outlook 2013 and you get scammed, after April 11th, banks... I did a typo there. I'm fixing, I said banks doing late last night. Banks and credit card companies are off the hook because you'll be using unsupported software. They don't have to give you back the money. Please, upgrade to Microsoft 365. If you don't use it enough to justify paying the $79 a year, Microsoft 365 is now available as a free web app on any device, phone, tablet, computer, Windows, Mac, Linux, even. So you don't have to. It's not like about money. It's about keeping you safe. And one other one I thought, I'd give them bonus points for this. So many people are falling for cryptocurrency scams. The BC Securities Commission has created a website to offer tips on how to spot the scams. If you are thinking of investing in any cryptocurrency through any platform, please, item number seven in the show notes, I'll just tell you the address, CryptoScams, S-C-A-M-S dot C-A. Really useful information from the BC Securities Commission to warn you, because I so many people call me and say... How do I? And I say, what are you doing? Where did you get that from? Well, my friend suggested it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's big money to have. Say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll accept your money and we'll give you some Bitcoin and yep. just wire us the money. Couple tech deals here. Um, London Drugs, your former employer, Ron, clearing out smartphone cases with hundreds of them reduced to just $10. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand why you would offer this, but they've got a BOGO on. Buy one, get one free. Oh, wow. Why do I need a second case? So Someone I te- in your life does. I texted Ricky at London Drugs, and he says, no, a lot of people change their cases to match their outfit. They do. They <laughs> right, do, right. yeah. Or if they're feeling blue, they'll put a very colorful one on for work. They'll do... They okay. have a protective case, they have a fashion case, and then they have, like, a really slim case. I oh, missed this goodness. chapter of life. Yeah, So no. <laughs> Okay, but thank Same you. Same thing with people that buy computer backpacks. There is always a really, f- yeah... A really lightweight one, 
Then they want the one that holds all of their gear, everything together. This is from your international that students, isn't it? Uh, no, that's from Cedric, one of our buyers. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said, my goodness, like we brought all these in and people buy them all. So if you yeah. want to get some, if you want to get a dozen cases for your special person for Valentine's, there you go. Buy one, get one free, and many of them are just 10 bucks Anyway, London Drug Stores this weekend. And this coming Wednesday... It's coming Wednesday. Tesseract Computers will be receiving a small batch of refurbished Lenovo T570 15.6-inch notebook computers. They have a 7th-gen Core i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 SSD, your choice Windows 10 Pro or 11, 500 bucks. Hmm. That's a really good deal. Those are nice Those are nice machines. So that's a $200 saving. The main machine itself, a 570, was 1000 So you're effectively getting it for half price three years old. Yeah. So seventh gen, so only only three years old. Yeah, that's so, not bad. That's yeah, still that's got really a lot good. of life left. So there. again, you can't go there on Saturday. You have to reserve one when Tesseract reopens on Monday. They are only getting five of them. So that that that's important that you that you reach out to them on Monday so you can get one. Otherwise, you go in on Wednesday when they arrive and they go. Nope, all spoken for. Back with our final segment after this. Final few minutes on Tech Talk for Super Bowl weekend. Ted's texted in to say, I saw an ad for Nexus expedited application program. Is this legit? Yeah, I was looking into it a little bit and I don't, it doesn't look like you can actually expedite that process. Yeah, we'd just be happy to get that because so many people are in the backlog. Yep. So like I would be... three to six months, I think it says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah last I heard up. the U.S. just dug in on it and it's not going to happen. Well, they made a compromise. What they did is you have to go for two interviews, yeah. uh, one in Canada, one in the U.S., but they've made it easier. You can do your interview at the Vancouver airport if you're flying. You're mm. soon going to be able to do the interview in downtown Vancouver if you are going by road. Mm-hmm. And then when you cross the border crossing at Blaine, you go in and you just book it in advance and you go to the Nexus office there. There's a special lane for you. Do not go out of your lane or the guns come out. <laughs> and then you go there and they finish they finished the process there. This is all because the American Custom Border Protection officers wanted to be able to carry their guns in the offices in Canada. Oh, yes. And they said, no, at the Coho Ferry Terminal, where you're inspecting people coming in, okay, Mm -hmm. but not in an office setting where you're sitting across from a Canadian officer no and so there's so that's the that's the canadian compromise two interviews in, instead of one but yes uh, so if you're flying you can you can do it before you get on the plane and they'll do all that but yeah so no be very careful about that um from somebody who uh, initial c always enjoy the show thank you my question is one how do i add an extra number to an existing mobile number i'd like to get rid of my home landline telus and add it to my existing mobile number shaw that's easy Go down to Shaw uh, Mayfair. Uh, you can go to Uptown Mayfair. I just the staff, bigger staff, easier to do at Mayfair, and they will putting in a porting request, Ron. It'll pop up on. Uh, oh, if it's a home number, it takes two days, yeah. and you may or may not get a phone call at home saying this is Telus confirming that you want to port this number. You will need your Telus account number. That's the catch. I had to think. Sorry, you will need your Telus account number. And then it'll take two days, and then it'll pop up, and you can add it through an eSIM onto your current number. So if you wanted mm. to have two numbers on your phone, that's what I did. My TELUS home number when we lived on the Gorge is now a Shaw mobile number in addition to my TELUS mobile. Oh, great. Yep, so that's it right now. And there's no, uh, depending on your speed of internet on Shaw, it's going to be anywhere from zero to $15 a month. Depends how much speed. The faster the speed you have, the cheaper the, the add on. 
Yes. And yeah. then when the Rogers takeover happens, you would become a Rogers mobile customer. We don't know how long they would guarantee those prices. That's the big question, waiting for that. Yep. Nothing new on that this week. Rogers and Shaw set themselves a tentative deadline, Ron, of the 17th for this deal to be approved. But the minister says, I'm not bound by your deadlines. I'll approve it when I approve it, if I approve it. All indications are he will likely within the next few weeks. And then lots of stuff. We'll just wait till the news release comes out. Yes, because there's lots of, lots of questions in there. Um, a couple of things. We're running out of time here, Ron, but we wanted to talk about your new phone. What have you ordered? Yeah, I've ordered the new uh, Samsung S23 Ultra. So it's their new flagship phone. Uh, if you order it before release date, which is the 17th of this month, they'll give you double the memory at no extra charge. So this one comes with 12 gigs of RAM yep. and 512 uh, gigabytes of, yeah, of usable space. The new, the new powerful Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 processor and a 200 megapixel camera sensor. Yeah, so oh. the new processor squeezes an extra hour or so out of the battery, even though it's a more powerful processor, but it's more efficient. Okay. And the f I'm really interested in the yep. camera. Okay, we will talk about that yep. once you get it. Sorry, we ran out of time to do that today, but then we'll get to after you've actually had it. You awesome. Yep. We've got to get out of here. Thanks for coming in. Great, always a pleasure. What are you going to leave Thank us you. with, Brian? All right, on the Super Bowl theme, which I know nothing about, uh, I have an 8-bit cover of the uh, NFL Fox theme here. So, enjoy some 8-bit. Oh, my God. That's a throwback. <laughs> okay, you have homework assignment, Brian. Oh, figure out who's playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> baby name. Oh, baby name, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bugging you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody, and we'll talk to you next weekend. And so it goes.